You're listening to Positively Anti-Inflammatory, the show for people just like you who want to keep inflammation down and your spirits up. I'm your host, Alyssa Abrahamson, functional nutritional therapist and wellness coach. Today and every Wednesday, I'm here to be your coach and your guide as I offer insightful ways for you to lead a positively anti-inflammatory life. Hello and welcome to episode 156. Today we're discussing rest, (laughs) the seven types of rest. I will explain what that means, what the seven types of rest are and how to practice them. And you will leave today's episode really with a better understanding of what's depleting you and what lifestyle changes you can make to support your energy levels and to avoid burnout and to really just support your overall health and well-being. So speaking of, how are you doing? How is it all going? I'm glad that you're here. And so if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that at the end of every episode, one of the things that I remind you to do is to say yes to rest. (laughs) So what have you what do you think about when you think of rest? What are your thoughts on rest? What comes to mind when you think about rest? I mean, we live in this world of, you know, hustle culture and which I am so beyond over. And there's, you know, so many of us are burned out. Are you burned out? We can wake up exhausted even if you know, you had a good night's sleep. Do you relate to that? Do you often feel drained or depleted? And maybe even wonder why you're still feeling exhausted, even if you have had optimal sleep. So there's a good chance that you're probably in need of a different type of rest. Because sleep alone is, is not... It's it's so important, but sleep alone is not effective in managing exhaustion and fatigue. We need other types of rest and other types of nourishment. So, you know, many of us live with chronic stress, which perpetuates health conditions. And, you know, often we're really unable to disconnect from technology and we feel the weight of the world or we have imposter syndrome. We are over overstimulated or overbooked and we are over it. <laughs> so, I mean, how do we feel? I, you know, exhausted emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. Yeah. So... While getting good, consistent sleep is foundational to health and healing, we need more than just sleep. We need rest. So our minds and our bodies need seven different types of rest to feel refreshed and rejuvenated. And before I'll dive into um, the seven types of rest, let's first just talk about what rest is and the benefits of rest. So Rest is a term that encompasses more than just sleep. It's a state of physical, emotional, and mental relaxation that allows your body and mind to recover from the stress of daily life. So in medical terms, rest is described as behavior aimed at improving bodily and mental well-being, which frequently involves ceasing activity, but not always. 
because rest can be active or passive, and it helps us recover from physical and mental exertion. So when you rest, you rejuvenate yourself mentally and provide comfort to your mind and your body and your soul. And rest is essential for your overall health and well-being, and it is just as important as your nutrition and your diet and your movement. So rest is essential. We understand that. And a lot of us might be fighting that. (laughs) So uh, I think it was episode eight. Yeah, it was episode eight, Permission to Rest. If you haven't listened to that, listen to that, go back and listen. It's so funny. Uh, This is episode 156, but episode eight, that was a big one. (laughs) So go back and check that out. So rest, it's a, it's a diff, it was a different topic, um, but of course, completely related, different meaning, just different focus. So, but all of course related because of rest. But anyway, so rest has so many amazing health benefits. It boosts mood and emotions, increases concentration and productivity, promotes creativity, supports a healthier immune system improves mental clarity, enhances decision-making, reduces stress, prevents burnout and exhaustion, renews energy and motivation. Okay, so now we have an understanding of rest (laughs) and the benefits. So let's get into the seven kinds of rest according to Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith. So Dr. Dalton Smith is a board-certified internal medicine physician, a work-life integration researcher, and author of Sacred Rest, Recover Your Life, Renew Your Energy, Restore Your Sanity. Now, I have not read that book, but I have watched videos, her TED Talk, and read articles from her, and um, she's fantastic. So again, her book is called Sacred Rest. And so in Dr. Dalton Smith's book, she presents the idea that we all need seven different types of rest to feel fully alive and fully ourselves. Isn't that beautiful? (laughs) Don't you want to feel fully alive and fully yourself? So, and also she's talking about that the antidote to burnout isn't a vacation, (laughs) And we kind of know this because often we go on vacation and there's still the, you know, there's still burnout when we get home. But, you know, the antidote to burnout is identifying the types of rest that you need, that you need most desperately, and then adopting small daily strategies to replenish them, replenish those those needs through different kinds of rest. So just like diet, nutrition, it's not a one size fits all situation. Rest is not a one size one size fits all situation. It's very individual. And um so each type of rest that I'm going to get to in a second really serves a unique purpose and helps you recharge and restore your energy levels. Yay. <laughs> we all want that. So, you know, so by understanding the different types of rest, then you can identify areas of your life where you need to focus on and focus on rest and then prioritize your self-care accordingly. Okay, so I'm going to list off the seven types of rest and then I'll go into them. So the seven types of rest are physical, mental, emotional, sensory, creative, social, and spiritual. So the first one physical rest. So often when we think of rest, we think of, you know, laying down the couch or sitting down or just taking a break. 
But physical rest also includes activities like taking a nap, doing gentle movement like stretching or yoga, getting a massage. (sighs) I love massages so much. Taking short breaks, going for a walk, whether that's, you know, the city streets of Brooklyn, like where I live, or nature, which is, you know, what I'm craving, as you know. Uh, And the second type of rest is mental rest. So mental rest means taking a break from the constant stimulation. All right. So setting aside time each day to unplug from electronic devices, avoid social media, engage in restorative practices like meditation or breath work that really help you center yourself, connect with yourself and calm your thoughts. And then prioritize leisure activities, whatever that is for you that, you know, really allow your mind just to wander, like reading or again, taking a walk. So mental rest, number two. Number three, social rest. Now, understanding whether you're an introvert or an extrovert is important. So do you gain energy from others or do you feel drained after spending time with others? So consider that when you're thinking about social rest. And really social rest refers to finding that, I guess that, I don't know, I, I just have to say this. I have, I, I, <laughs> I you know, people, why am I bringing this? In my brain, there is something and I'm thinking, why am I bringing this up? But I'm going to say that the word balance, it, you know, everyone's like, I need balance in my life. I should probably do a podcast on that because we balance is just, it's, I don't know. I just have questions about this striving for balance. But anyway, social rest really refers to finding, I'm looking for a different word than balance, but really um, just recognizing your needs in terms of socializing and then solitude. And so here's how to achieve social rest, having me time, cultivating relationships with people who uplift you and support you, limiting time with negative people or ending toxic relationships, setting boundaries and communicating your needs in social situations, sitting with your own company for a while, being with yourself, sitting with your own company for a while. saying no to social events if you're feeling overwhelmed or simply not interested. (sighs) So when we rest socially, we really give ourselves time to recharge and maintain our boundaries, emotional boundaries, social boundaries, and that, that helps us avoid that social burnout. And it helps us stay connected with others because we are being intentional and mindful where we are engaging. You know what I mean? Okay, so the fourth type of rest that you need is sensory rest. So ah, we live in a world of constant stimulation, screens, conversations, lights, music, podcast, shalom. Here you are listening to a podcast, traffic, billboards, fluorescent lighting, you know, just like the list barking dogs, like, oh my God, like sirens, you know, just it's, it's, it's a lot. And, and I'm in a, a city living, living girl. I mean, Hey, if you live in the country and your, your sensory, you, you're probably way, <laughs> your sensory rest might be really, um, active and lovely. So yay. <laughs> 
But so Dr. Dalton Smith discusses the concept of intentional moments of sensory deprivation to help recharge ourselves from being overstimulated. I just side note, uh, I have, have you ever done any sensory deprivation? I actually haven't, but I have um, one client in particular that I'm thinking about. She goes to um, like the, the floating where you're like in a, you float, I think it's in salt water and you're just completely, it's sensory deprivation. You're just there with yourself and your thoughts. And I've been wanting to do that for so long and I have yet to do it. And Ah, oh, it just sounds like, on the one hand, kind of scary and intense, but on the other hand, just amazing. So anyway, sensory, um, you know, the sensory information that we are bombarded with, like every day, every second can really make it difficult for us to switch off. So sensory rest becomes essential when we're, you know, in helping us to disconnect from that, you know, quote, noise to, you know, that really can be, um, dysregulating. So sensory rest includes spending time in a, you know, in a quiet space, in a quiet room, turning off the TV, turning off your notifications, keeping your phone on silent, going screen free for an hour or more before bed, practicing, you know, deep breathing or, you know, mindfulness techniques that help you center your focus and calm your mind and you know, just get out of that that outside noise, unplugging for an entire weekend, taking a social media break and avoiding or a media break, you know, not even just social, but, you know, avoiding the news and social media um, and connecting with nature. So when we rest our senses, we really give our bodies time to recover from that overstimulation that we can <sighs> experience and that 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 we can feel depleted by. And then this helps you know, it helps us avoid sensory overload and reduce stress. And then the fifth type of rest that you need is spiritual, spiritual rest. So spiritual rest really can mean, uh, I think, I think it's, it's about connecting on a deeper level um, with yourself or with, you know, something greater than ourselves, connecting with a higher power or a purpose beyond ourselves. And so spiritual rest, you know, can be, you know, different spiritual rest rest practices could be engaging in mindfulness, meditation, or breath work, dedicating time to self-reflection, and, you know, getting really clear on your core values. Practicing gratitude by keeping a journal or, you know, sharing your thankfulness with others. Engaging in prayer, reflection, meditation, spending time in nature to feel connected to the world around you, participating in a spiritual community or group. And yeah, so that's spiritual rest is the fifth type of rest. And then six emotional, six is emotional rest. So emotional rest is, I mean, all of these are integral to reducing stress, overwhelm, and anxious thoughts, but emotional rest really, you know, specifically refers to rest we experience when we feel like, 
When we experience emotional rest, it's when we feel like we can be real, we can be true and and authentic in how we express ourselves, how we are living our lives, and how we are sharing our feelings, which makes me want to cry because that is so um, lacking from so many people's lives, and I want to help you with that. (laughs) So emotional rest gives you the space to really recognize and process your emotions so you can better understand them. I have so many damn podcasts on um, (laughs) just emotional stuff. (laughs) And I didn't, I didn't, I forgot to think in advance to tell you which episodes to go back to, but you're here now. So yay. (laughs) Um, Emotional rest. Um, can include making time again to journal and express your feelings, taking, you know, um, a yes break and, you know, or learning to say no, talking to a fr- trusted friend or going to therapy, spending time in nature, honoring your boundaries, learning what your honor, learning what your boundaries are and honoring them. So when we rest emotionally, we give ourselves time to process our feelings. Don't just shut that shit down, okay? (laughs) And we process our feelings. Remember, name it to tame it, feel it to heal it. I can't remember what episode that was. But anyway, so when we rest emotionally, we give ourselves time to process our feelings, which helps us maintain our emotional well-being. And also, it helps us avoid that just (sighs) exhaustion, depletion, and burnout. So, you know... I think emotional rest can be especially challenging for some because often we feel guilty. I mean, any of this, but like often we feel guilty for taking time for ourselves. Do you feel guilty for taking time for yourself? But I just, I want to remind you that it's essential to remember that taking care of yourself is not selfish. Nope. And then seven, creative rest. So creative rest is a process of recharging and um, of recharging your creative energy and finding inspiration. So I'm just, you know, it's so interesting because I create all the time. You know, I have a weekly podcast. I have a weekly newsletter. Um, I'm not creating so much in burlesque because I'm not actively creating um, new acts like I used to. And and if if you're newish to the podcast, I've been a professional burlesque performer. Um, I'm coming up on actually my 20 year <laughs> anniversary. I my first burlesque performance was February um, 2004. Anyway, but I I create in the kitchen. I I just I feel like I'm a very creative being, and um, and so. I do wonder where I find that creativity, but somehow I do. And, but often, you know, if we, when we feel creatively drained, it can, it doesn't, it can be, it can look like being uninspired. You know what I mean? Like, or having trouble coming up with feeling like you can innovate or having coming, having trouble coming up with fresh ideas. And so it's it's really important to be mindful of your creative energy and protect it through creative rest. So 
thinking about creative rest as, you know, reading a book just for fun, which I did. <laughs> I did. I'm so proud of myself. I uh I actually I went to France over um Thanksgiving and uh yeah, I haven't talked about that in the podcast yet. But anyway, so actually, you know why? Because this is the first podcast episode that I'm recording since I got back from France. But I brought three books. Did I read them? No, but I did read Judy Bloom, Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing. And for the the book club that actually never happened, but I think it's going to happen because I mentioned this months ago on the podcast. But anyway, I read that book and I, I mean, I, it was, I mean, when did I read that? I read that when I, I don't even remember how old I was 30 years ago, more, probably more than, no, four, four, I'm 50 years old. So when did I read that book? I mean, not 30 years ago, it was, it was 20, 30 years ago. Anyway, I was reading that book. The Judy Bloom Tales of Fourth Grade Nothing. Have you read it? And it was so, it felt so fun. I, I read it on the plane on the way, on the way back to New York. And it was so fun to read it because I I just I I remembered, I remembered some of it. And I was like, oh my God, I remember this. And it's been, you know, a million years since I've read this book. Anyway, Creative Rest includes reading a book for just for fun. And I just did that. Um, and yay. So also creative rest includes, um, getting outside, spending time in nature, listening to music or watching, you know, movies that inspire you, exposing yourself to new experiences, like visiting a new art exhibit or gallery or attending some sort of a workshop that's really stimulating your, um, your your mind and your brain in creative ways, engaging in hobbies or activities that really stimulate your creativity. Maybe it's writing or painting or <laughs> trying to learn the um the 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 recorder. Remember that the, or the harmonica. And you know, even if you think you suck at it, um, and I know that I've talked to. I'm like now I'm going getting a little loopy right now, but I know that I've talked about. <laughs> Uh, so many years ago when I was trying to learn the ukulele, but I sucked. Anyway, but I but I loved it. It was so much fun. Um, a creative rest also includes surrounding yourself with uh, inspiring people. Who inspires you? Hang out with them. You know, those people who are creative that and and that you feel inspired by and they uplift you. Hang out with those people. Also, just set a time, set aside time just to daydream. Just get off your dang phone and just daydream while you're going for a walk or laying on your, you know, floor. (laughs) Or, you know, sitting on a bench in the park. So creativeness is really, creative rest is really when we, um, is the rest we experience when we allow ourselves to appreciate beauty in any form. So, you know, whether that's natural beauty, you know, mountains or the ocean or trees or beauty that's been created like uh, music or dance or art. So there we have it. The seven types of rest. What do you think? What do you think? What type of rest are you craving right now? 
For me, I was th- I've been thinking about this because I love all of this. You know, there's a lot of crossover, of course, but um, I'm thinking mental rest. I'm thinking that I need mental rest. For me, that feels like a really good idea. Uh, what feels like a really good idea is just unplugging for <clears throat> a significant amount of time and connecting with nature without any distractions and just really... <sighs> going within and just really focusing on um what matters and and without any outside noise or distraction. So that's what I'm that's what I want to focus on is the mental rest right now. And you know, if these seven types of rest resonate and you want to incorporate incorporate them into your life, this really does not need to be daunting. You know why? Because it's all about narrowing it down to what you need right now and then baby steps. Okay. So think about, you know, I think about what, think about and identify which type of rest is your top priority right now. So again, those seven types of rest are physical, mental, emotional, sensory, creative, uh, social, and spiritual. And then, you know, be intentional. Okay, three things to do. Be intentional. So be intentional about the type of rest that you choose and really you know what's what's your what's your body calling you to do? What's your heart calling you to do? Make sure that your the type of rest that you're choosing is in alignment with what your body and your soul and your mind need. And then two, schedule it. So, okay? schedule it. Make rest a priority in your life by scheduling time for the type of rest that is calling for you. So for me, for example, that would look like identifying, kind of figuring out like if I want to completely unplug, like does that mean like, you know, a whole weekend? Is that a whole day? Is it like half a day? I need to figure that out. Um, but that's that's what it would be and then and then looking on the calendar and then scheduling it and then experiment okay experiment with different types of rest and find what works for you what resonates with what resonates what feels good so everyone needs are everyone's needs are different and you know when you find what brings you peace you know that is where that's what we're striving for and so experiment and then incorporate what What's working for you? What feels good? Incorporate in, into that into your routine because when you are doing something that is you feel is beneficial, and you continue, you you follow through, and you do it, that's just going to be a positive reinforcer for you. So I really, I, 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 I'm. I need to remind you, and this is crazy, but it's true, that rest truly is not a luxury. I mean, maybe not you, but someone needs to hear that. Okay, rest is not a luxury. It is, I'm just, it is, there's not one client that I haven't had that doesn't feel like they need to be doing things all the time, you know? And so... Rest is not a luxury. Rest is essential for your health and your well-being and your healing. So keep it simple. Concentrate on your needs first. And, you know, you don't need to focus on all these different types of rest and, okay, this, that, and the other. 
just understand that when you choose one and then you focus, you identify what were those, what were the, you identify, you I be intentional, you identify, you be intentional, you schedule it and you experiment and then see how it feels. And then also recognize that things are going to change. Like in a few months, you might be like, okay, I need to focus on this type of rest. And that's just the ebb and flow of life. And I love that. So I think it's super fun and cool to learn about the seven, t- seven types of rest and really, you know, identify them and and recognize that that we need more than just sleep. If you are exhausted and drained and depleted, you know what you need to do. So please do it. It's okay to take time. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's okay, you know, and you are totally worth it. And, and, and this might just take time for you to figure it out. And that's okay. So truly by making a conscious effort to prioritize rest and to listen to yourself and your body and your needs, this is what we're talking about. This is what it means to lead a positively anti-inflammatory life. Small steps to getting to know yourself more, honoring yourself, taking care of yourself, being kind to yourself, practicing self-compassion, giving yourself permission to rest. You know what that means to you. So thank you so much for being here and listening today. And if if I, I would love to work with you. If you've been listening to the podcast and you feel a connection with me and you know that you need support with your health and your healing, let's do this. Let's talk. Email me at info at thewellnessheadquarters.com and we will set up your free consult call. It's fun and meaningful and I look forward to hearing from you. Info at thewellnessheadquarters.com. And until next week, say something nice to yourself. Slow down when you eat and say yes to rest. Hey, if what you're hearing resonates with you, I created a free resource just for you. Anti-inflammatory living, the essential guide. To get your free copy, head over to guide.thewellnessheadquarters.com. That's guide.thewellnessheadquarters.com to receive your free anti-inflammatory living, The Essential Guide.